Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream Huge Podcast, show number 13. And a lot of these guys are numbers driven. Usually I'll just tell them, look, this property can sell for this, add my 6% on top, it's covered. And now I do all the work. Today we have Riley Place, fellow agent here at Dream Huge Realty. He is a coming international badass, local entrepreneur, investor. He's just a young kid doing big things. Or should I say huge things? Yes. What'd you think, Pete? No, that was amazing interview. You guys are going to love this. Um, Riley has the confidence of a seasoned veteran. Um, he's Well, he is a seasoned veteran at this point with the size of deals he, he is under his belt, um, both personally and for his friends and clients, um, large multifamily deals, commercial deals, residential deals, um, closing $4.4 million in his, only his first year in the business. Um, just a tremendous, confident young man. And uh, if you're looking for someone to have on your team to really – um, well, I, I call him the pit bull sometimes because he's just that aggressive. Um, um, that's my nickname for him because he just goes out there and gets it. And you will see that in his mindset when he talks about uh, how he goes about things. So um, just a great guest, a great story, um, just a uh, good, hardworking young man and excited to have his new office being uh, opening up in Shelby so uh, we're really excited for that. But you guys are going to love this because he actually breaks down how he literally went from nothing, zero cash, no money in his bank account. Well, I think he said he's had $4.90 or something. $4.90. Yeah, um, at some point, at one point. But before that, he, he wanted to get into real estate investing, um, and he did so with no money down and ended up securing an 18-unit property with no money down. And, and so you guys are going to love the details of that story because you don't have to go through traditional financing, guys. There's so many different creative ways to get into real estate investing. That's what makes it so fun mm -hmm. and so lucrative. So you guys are going to enjoy. Make sure you listen to all the way to the end uh, for Riley Place. Great guest. Yeah, he's a, he's a good um, young kid. And if you're young, you'll resonate with him. And he'll, he's an epitome of you can do it. doesn't matter how old you are. Just get out there and go do it. So, yeah, please like, subscribe, Facebook, uh, Dream Huge Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find a podcast, we're there, the Dream Huge Podcast, so please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Without further ado, let's get into it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, hosted by Mark Gray. How you doing, Mark? Good, Pete. How are you? Good, excellent. Justin Bagelow, the two-time champ. How you doing, Justin? Doing good. Good. <laughs> and myself, Pete Peterson. Hey, folks, we don't always talk real estate. We love to share success stories from other entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, and influencers. Hopefully, these interviews and stories will help to motivate and inspire you, the listeners, to dream huge. Today, we welcome our special guest, Riley Place. Riley Place, entrepreneur, real estate agent here at Dream Huge Realty real estate investor who's also opening his new office um, downtown Shelby, Ohio next week, as a matter of fact. 
um, ribbon cutting next Monday at 1.30, correct, Riley? Yes, yes. Um, and also MMA, jiu-jitsu fighter, and all-around badass right here in studio. How you doing, Mr. Riley Place? I'm excellent, Pete. I'm really privileged and blessed. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, I'm quite excited. Man, very, very humble right there. Man, we're excited to have you, likewise. Um, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what it is that you do. Uh, well, you know, I, I consider myself an entrepreneur, uh, self-employed for the past three years or so. It's been an excellent journey. And I, I think along with a lot of other entrepreneurs, you know, it has its ups, it has its downs. Uh, it, it's a cycle, you know. Um, but lately, I feel like I've been on the top throw dragster uh, and I'm just, you know, continuing to explode. And, and, and that's obviously a lot of credit to, you know, the people in this room, Dream Huge, everyone around me uh, and I'm just very excited to uh, see where we go with it explain that elaborate a little bit for me if you could um, being an entrepreneur brings a lot of ups and downs what what downs specifically well you know there, there's always gonna be time and it's not just financially uh, it's emotionally yeah um, you know there I, I think being an entrepreneur I think as we all know it, it can be very lonely uh, not a lot of people understand it uh, and uh, it's so tight, especially in, in the time of social media. Everybody's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own business. But but there's a difference. I mean, I, listen, age, some agents, you know, they have other jobs. They do other things. Maybe it's not full time for them. That's great. And same thing with smaller businesses. But, you know, when you like, proverbially, you know, jump over the ledge, when you take that jump, that's when things become real. That's when you really see what am I made of? How am I going to how am I going to confront these problems that come when in all reality no one cares you know no no one cares you know if you fail no one cares what happens to you they don't care if you're you know I always go by the rule of thumb when you fail seventy percent of people don't care the other thirty percent are happy um, <laughs> and I know it's kind of you know a me versus you world but that's in all reality that's how it is. Um, but and the struggles come and go. Uh, but the getting through the struggles, uh, the reward, it, it's it's worth the squeeze. It's worth going through those jumps, those boundaries, uh, in order to, you know, see the fruits of your labor. The juice is worth the squeeze, says Riley Place. Um, the only risk in life is not taking one. Correct. Um, mm -hmm. And so you talked about the downs, but the ups are the rewards in that. And. Um, yeah, that, that's the fun part about being an entrepreneur is you are it. The buck stops with you. You can't go to nobody for answers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like you got to figure the shit out um, or else it's going to figure it own, its own self out. And that's not always a good thing. So um, and I knew that when I met you um, and Justin actually introduced me to you um, when you had the computer store. Mm -hmm. And I knew right from the start, I said, this guy has more confidence than I've ever seen in a, how old were you at the time? 20? About 20, maybe yeah, early This guy 21. has more confidence in a young 20-year-old than I've ever seen in my life, and he knew, I could tell that he was going to be successful in whatever he did. He had the confidence to uh, be an entrepreneur, number one. Number two, just to, just to um, take the responsibility, take full responsibility for his actions um, and, and know, hey, if I fail, at least I tried. Um, and I don't know, does some of that, does any of that come from your fighting pedigree, your wrestling and fighting background? Yeah, I, you know, I consider, uh, and it's so funny because, you know, when we think back, when I commented on Justin's, it was a Facebook page or something, 
you know, it, it's it's so weird how those little things come along. Um, and, and look what happened. You know, I thank you two for coming in because obviously it changed my life. Uh, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, yeah, and, and outside activities, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Uh, you know, growing up wrestling, I think it's um, it's something every male should go through. I think you should, you know, you need to feel some type of combat um, and wrestling. I don't care what anyone says when you do it from a young age. It's a fight, you know. You're and that's what life is. I mean, it's being an entrepreneur. You fight battles. You you fight people coming to you. That's that's how I view life. Uh, and, and wrestling. There's you, a winner and a loser. There's a winner and a loser in everything. And, and, and when you step on the mat, when when it's just you, there's no team behind you. You know, when you take that last game winning shot. When you're in a fight, when you're in a match, it's just you. No one's going to save you, uh, and especially with something like wrestling. You know, you know, I don't have a Mike Jordan to pass the ball off to. I don't have a Steve Kerr. You know, there's no Pippen to me. Um, you know, it, it's it's strictly it's you versus another man who's trying to uh, you know, borderline kill you. Uh, that's the way I look at it, and, and I just I take that focus uh, pretty much into business and life. And I think sometimes I. You know, I'm probably a little more aggressive than I need to be at times. I realize that, but I, I'd, I'd much rather be uh, a warrior in a garden than a gardener uh, in a war. Were yeah. you talking about uh, the podcast or the Facebook ad? Were you talking about the wholesale? <laughs> you know, it's, that you it Heal and Shelby. Yeah, I, yeah. It was. So, you know, that's how. I, that's how it I was, met. I think it was Mark that got hold of you. Yeah, you it know, might have been. I and had, then I, I, I came along. <laughs> Close the deal. Mark set it up. And and Biggie knocked it down. Thing. Good. That's yeah. team effort. He yeah. told me he wouldn't be a wholesaler. I was like, Nah, bro. You don't need to do that. You need to be an agent. Yeah, so, you know, I tried the wholesaling for a minute, and I don't have anything against wholesalers, but uh, I, I found is much more business lucrative to just you know go full on to be an agent yeah. you know you get more deals you know you i don't want to say respects the, the right word but it is i mean when you're an agent at somewhere like dream huge berkshire hathaway remax you know rather than it's just you know your random wholesaler on facebook you know there, there's levels to it sure so pete might not know this but he was there trying to sell us this flip and the numbers did not work out they didn't work whatsoever. Out. <laughs> okay, so okay. i'm sitting there trying to tell him i'm like i can't do it dude we can't do it and he's just sitting there like hitting us and hitting us and hitting us like <laughs> keep moving forward yeah he offense, just kept going offense. and i was like he's a salesman yeah and i yeah. and i had i mean and i'm it was very evident i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> so did you but sell you, the deal eventually no, i felt so bad for this poor you know this family and i think they end up doing okay but you know, i was like oh, i can get under contract for this price i can you know i didn't pull a comp i think i just messaged her <laughs> on facebook and was over there like an hour later you know this you know no idea what i was but that's that's, you know, that's the beginning of it right there yeah, yeah that's that, great yeah, and that you was. jumped right in though you said i'll figure it out yeah and that's what we have to do uh, you know when we're learning new things you got to be willing to be a first timer at this or just i'm going to just try this and figure it out as i go and that's how you learn um yeah i remember doing my first showing no one told me how to show a house how the hell do you show a house Right. All I know is HGTV. We talk about the beds, the baths, the square footage. Right. I mm -hmm. just like whatever, you know, just walk around, you know, just look at things. And that's literally all you do. Answer mm -hmm. any questions you might have. That's the that's the fighter then, in you, um, man. You got to hit them with the, I think it's the three W's or something. You ask them where they work, like what they do for a living. Um, maybe ask them a little bit about their family. And I th there's something else, but I can't figure it out. But those are like the big three questions to ask trying to get deeper into the conversation with them gotcha um 
Yeah, just jump right in the ring. Just jump right in the ring and fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big spreadsheet guy. Uh, I don't sit at home and see if the numbers work. You know, if if there's a hot woman running out there on the beach saying, take me, uh, I'm not going to go home and, and put it on Google Sheets. You know, it's... <laughs> that's that's called paralysis by analysis yeah right and yeah. and many investors are guilty of that they will over the numbers go over and over and over and over and meanwhile somebody already bought the place mm-hmm. already has an offer in so if it feels good from your gut and you have some big uh multifamily deals under your belt already mm-hmm. if it feels good from your gut you're pulling the trigger you're shooting from the hip and you're figuring out of course you're giving a you have an eyeball on the financials, but you're not burying yourself mm-hmm. in the financials um, so much to where you paralyze yourself. No, I love that. And I know many successful vet investors that operate that way. Um, so that's super cool. So um, let's go all the way back. Tell us where you were born and tell us a little bit about your family. I was a shellbilly, uh, <laughs> as, as we talked about earlier. You know, I love Shelby to death. Um you know, and, and so many kids, I think they fall under the trap these days. If I need to get out, I need to get out of my hometown, this, that, and the other. Look, you know, I, going going through Shelby, I love Shelby. You know, I love what the city is about. And, you know, one way or another, you can make it work in your hometown. You don't need to, you know, college is not, college is not the answer for a lot of people. And, you know, to me, it's not running away from your problems necessarily. And I get the fresh start, and I'm going to conquer new markets at some point. But I want to have the foothold here. I want to have my base here, and not so much for. And I'm not. I'm not a believer of backup plans either. This isn't a backup plan. This is me saying, you know, this is my market. This is my hometown. If I can do it here, I can do it anywhere. Yep. You know, and I can attest to that. And Riley, I actually dedicated a chapter in my book to Riley. And um, if you read the book, it's out there. It's public knowledge. Riley made over six figures his first year as a real estate agent. Um, so that that's the type of success that you can find. Like Riley said, everybody's always looking on the horizon, looking for the next best, bigger and better thing. The grass is always greener. Look right where you are. Look right in front of you. How can you add value to those around you? Um, and you did a great job of that and um, just really took off within this business. So, What was that book called? Oh, Contacts Equals Contracts by Pete Peterson. You can find it on Amazon. Excellent book. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Um, so... With that being said, and you, you touched on this, but how do you hope your story will inspire others? Well, I, I think when you look back, when uh, yourself and Justin came into my shop, uh, I had uh, whatever's lower than broke, because I've never been poor. Uh, I've never been poor, but I've been broke, and I've yeah. been broke a lot of times. And when you guys came in, I was below broke. I mean, I was shattered. Uh, one bad wow. week, One bad week at that shop, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I think at the time I was running two shops, and the one shop was doing awful. So you had a shop at the mall, Richland Mall, as well. Yes, yes. And, and, and part of that was definitely because of me, because I, could I put more time into it? Could I have done something different? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no doubt about it. But once again, I had the opportunity there. You know, I, another uh, business owner reached out to me and said, do you want to open up a shop? I didn't even think twice. I said yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and going back to it, you know, just like that paralysis now, has it got me in trouble before? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I've got more deals done because I don't analyze. I've yep. got more good deals done that's, than it's caused me bad deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, growing up in Shelby, I had the wonderful opportunity to buy the shop uh, from the previous owner. You know, and, and I still love the owner to death. He's a he's a great family friend to us. But uh, 
you know, when I had the opportunity to buy the shop, uh, you know, it was basically pay me or keep the lights on. That's where that shop was. Um, and I managed to turn it around, and I was 19 at that time, 19, no clue what I was doing. I mean, right out of high school, you know, I was an idiot, uh, you know, as most young kids are. Uh, no idea, you know, what possibly what running an LLC looks like, filing taxes, paying bills, no clue. Um, so, yeah, when you guys uh, came in, I was very grateful, and uh, immediately I thought, well, you know why not? I always look. I always look back to. Um, I had to put on my grandmother's credit cards. You know, I went to my grandmother. I said, you know, Gigi, <laughs> I got no money, uh, but I want to try this thing. And, and you know, uh, the Lord blessed me, and He said, you know, go ahead, let's try. And three failed, uh, three failed tests later, thinking I was too smart for the curriculum, uh, I got it done. So you know, I was very happy about that. No, you did, man. You did an awesome job. And Riley's, he also had a listing before he even got his license. So that's how he was hustling so much. I think he was handing out business cards before he even got his license. I don't know if that's legal or not. We might, Laney might send advice. us a fine if she hears that. But, I mean, you did. You had a listing before you were even licensed. So I said, man, this guy's going to be really good. I was at my second shop in the Richmond Mall running it. Um, and I was on Facebook, Fizbo's, and I called every single one seriously and until one called me back a little home in crestline yeah i go over there uh never told them once it was my first deal right never told them once yeah until the very end once we closed i said by the way this was my first deal. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's the strategy. thing with with yeah. newer agents you it it can be your first deal but it, you're educated in the market, so that's what matters. It doesn't matter if you're a first or hundredth deal. If you're educated in the market, you know what prices are in that market. You're an expert in that market, even though you may have never done a deal there. Mm -hmm. So I love that, but you saved that for last. So what was their reaction when they – They were surprised, and of course, Pete, I was probably, you know, I was, you know, under his wing. I still am, but I was, you know, really tucked underneath there during that time because I'm like, what do I sign? What do I do? Yeah. How does dot loop work? Yep. You know, I'm surprised I could even send an email. Uh you know, and, and thankfully it all it was probably honestly one of my easiest uh Tyler Green was on the other side of that. Nice. Uh, shout out to Kyler. Yeah, thank you, Kyler. Uh you know, probably funny enough was one of my easiest transactions I had, you know, very simple, easy closing, mm -hmm. uh, easy signing. Uh so it worked out, but even if it hadn't, you know, at no point I'm from the camp of I I know I can talk, but I try. You know, you got two ears and one mouth. You know, I listen. You know, I ask questions. I listen. Um, and the less I have to say, the less possibility of me saying something stupid. So you know, yeah, yeah. B before I go in there and tell them, "Hey, I'm cold calling you. This is my first deal. I really need it. I really need it." You know, I'm not doing that. I'm saying, "Look, I'm Riley Place from Dream Huge. You know, it's the same speech. You know, I, I can get you more money, which is always true, which I did. Right, I, which I, is why we exist. Yes, yeah. I, I think I ended up getting them like ten grand more. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, and it all came to fruition. Uh, but at that point, that's when I realized I was like, wow, you know, this cold calling stuff, uh, there's no money involved. It's all online. You know, I can't imagine being a realtor in the 70s. I got to print newspapers and send out faxes. Psh, oh, yeah. Know, I just hop on Facebook Fizbos and start calling. We talked about that today. Don't, um, you know, feel feel grateful that you get to do something. Don't feel like you have to do something, you know, especially with this technology. I'm. Most people, oh, I got to do cold calls, not Riley Place. He says, I'm grateful 
I have the technology and the opportunity to make these cold calls and turn them into dollar bills. I'm grateful for that opportunity. So uh, be thankful you get to do something, not that you have to do something. Um, I definitely see that in you. So um, what advice could you give to uh, a new agent, uh, someone that wants to follow in your footsteps or a young entrepreneur? Because I know you got your hands in – I don't know if you want to talk about some of your other ventures as well, but um, okay, well – Let's go to this one first, and then we'll go on to the other ventures. Um, what what would you what advice would you offer to a young eighteen year old uh, Shelby graduate um, for uh, career advice? Do whatever it takes. I don't care what it takes, short of it being ethical, moral, and legal. Do whatever it takes. And I was talking with Mark. This guy sold a motorcycle to get it. Yeah, excellent. Yes, excellent. Pete, it's probably 10 times worse for you, Justin, Mark. I mean, we've all heard it. You know, it's always the same spiel. You know, I want to get my license. I want to get into real estate. How many of them actually go through with it? Right, a million excuses. Pretty much none. None of them. Yeah. None of them go through with it. Uh, And at this point, I'm at the point where, look, if if you're serious and you want to talk, we can schedule something out. You know, but I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to sit here unless you're serious. If you're serious, I'm all for it right. because I want to see you succeed. And you're the same way, Pete. Uh, you're an excellent mentor. But, I mean, you know it as well as I do. There's no time for people that are, eh, you know, I, I thought about it. I, I kind of If you got to hunt do them down and, and force them to move forward, they're probably not going to be successful. That's a liability. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that, are, that just do it. You know, it's the old show me state, right? Just show me. Just do it. Don't mm-hmm. tell me about the birth. Just show me the baby. Right, and I have. There's so, and when you look at the world, you know, there's people without arms, limbs. They can't talk. They can't see. Yep. For you to come to me and give me an excuse, even from my camp, uh, from what I've come from, I just look. And at this point, I'm not going to make a big speech about it. You know, I'm not going to tell you why you're wrong. But I'm just going to look at you and be like, look, I'm not interested. Hell yeah. Either you want to do it or you don't. Right. Um, and, you know, that's the same. When when I went and, and got my license, I put on my grandmother's credit card. I turned back around. I said, "I want to. I want to hunt big fish, but right now I'm a minnow. You know, yep. you know, sharks don't swim with other sh- sharks. Swim by themselves, but they're going to be with other sharks. They're not going to be with you know little bass or bluegill. Um, so I said, I got to buy. I got to buy investment units. I had no money. You know, this one. I, I sold that one little house for a little commission check. You know, how am I supposed to get money? Um, I sold my car. I sold my car and moved back home." Uh, slept on a couch for about eight months with my 70-pound pit bull. Uh, that was my home. No car. Was Run- your pit bull a good cuddler? Or? He was. He's an excellent cuddler. Yeah. Uh, he had to get used to it. You know, this guy wasn't going to sleep on the floor. I would have slept on the floor before the dog would have. Um, but going back to it, um, sold the car. I have nowhere to get around. I'm running a business. I got my real estate license. What am I supposed to do? Um, so I said, I got to buy units. You know, I went to a family friend. Um and like I said, I know this isn't very conventional. I don't so this is where it takes courage and creativity, right? So you're talking about how you secured and purchased your first multifamily portfolio with no money, basically. Uh, so this is what listeners want to know. So continue. No, no money down. I have zero dollars, and I think my appraised value of my tour portfolio was a little over seven hundred grand. I have zero dollars into it. None. Uh, from the start until now, I, I've never put a single dollar uh, into these investments. And so, do you mind telling us how you purchased that for seven hundred thousand with zero down? Absolutely. I went to a family friend who I got a loan for this car from. Uh, 
And I said, well, if I pay back this family friend with this car loan, maybe it'll give me more. You know, so I sold the car. I went back to him. I said, here's your money back. And about a month later, I went to him and I said, you know, I want to buy a property. Now, I, at the time, I didn't, I didn't, there was no mention of an 18 unit because I had no idea. I was going to do the Burr method. I was going to do a house, renovate it, fix it, and refinance. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to him and getting 70 grand. And when you're, you know, 19, I don't think I'd held five grand before. Yeah. <laughs> when you get 70 grand. Did you go up to Canada and have a big party for the weekend I, or something? I, I might as well have. <laughs> Because you, know. you can't buy, you're not even old enough to party here in the United States yet. I couldn't even buy a drink. You know? <laughs> right. So when I get to 70 grand, I'm just looking at like, you know, I'm like, my gosh, what am I going to do with this? It's a I, crazy feeling. <laughs> it's a crazy feeling. It's a crazy feeling. Right. But guys, this is what it takes. This is the, when they talk about being creative with multifamily and commercial and even real estate investing in general. Don't feel like you have to save up 30%, go to the bank and do the traditional method. So many folks get started like this and continue to be successful like this. Guess what? Using other people's money, mm-hmm. right? Using other people's money to fund your deals because then your return on your investment is infinite. Even even when I went to refinance from banks, I've, I've never given them a dime. Yeah. I might have paid 2000 for insurance right. one time. Now, the only thing you got to be careful, right? Because some people might say that you're too over leveraged, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to that? I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm absolutely, I'm leveraged to the hills. Right. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I agree, and that's how I like it. Yeah, yeah. that's how I like it. Right. You know, I want, you know my, the capital I can spend, I think, is much more valuable in my pocket. I think I can earn more with it than someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you're right. Dave Ramsey wants to come slap me. So be it. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, I am leveraged to the hills. Uh, but, Great point. But, I, but I'm also not – I don't have a nuclear family. I'm, I'm single. I'm, I'm 20 years old. I don't care if I lost it all. I'd go back around. I'd do it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. If the market crashes out, so be it. You know, I can't control it. I'll, I'll get up and do it again. Um, but, yeah, and I, I think, you know, the, the double-edged sword there is this was a handshake deal. This guy gave me 70 grand on a check. Yeah. And said, do you guys do you, do you have that guy's phone number by chance? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think I want to give it out. <laughs> he was so good to me, um, but you know that hangs over your head. That has, I mean, every day I got up, and that was probably one of the first things I thought about was, my God, how am I going to pay this guy back? Especially when I spent all the money. So, did you have the property picked out already at that point? Or you said, I'm just going to get as much cash as, cash as I can get and then go find a property. I said, I'm going to get as much cash as possible, which is probably the wrong way to do it. If, if, if anybody is starting a syndication out here, the right way to do it is to either you have the mentor relationship or you go to someone and you say, I have a deal. It's worth $4 million. Uh, I have it under contract for two. Will you fund? Mm-hmm. That's the right way to do it. Sure. Um, because... No seasonal investor is going to be like, "What are you going to go out with seventy grand buy carpet?" We don't know what you're, you know, we don't know what you're doing with it. Right. Um, like, show them the numbers first. Show them the deal first. Then yes. ask for the money. Then mm-hmm. ask for the money. Yep. Um, but yeah, I didn't have a property picked out. I went on Facebook. And I went to one of my community sites. I said I'm looking for a house, and some some woman had messaged me and said I have an 18 unit. And I said, why are you even talking to me? 18 okay. units. I said, you know, this isn't even a discussion. Under one roof. Under one roof. Wow. And I said, this isn't even a discussion. Why are you even talking to me? But I said, you know what? I'll go look at it, you know, just for, you know, giggles. Um, I went to it and, and, you know, gentlemen, and this is a part of the story. This was not the Hilton, and that's putting it mildly, <laughs> you know, very mildly. This was probably the worst property in town. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But... 
I gave her. We I, call that a value add. Yes, that's yeah. that's the that's the realtor way of looking <laughs> yes. at it. The investor way of looking at it has a, a couple of different other words. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I went there, and I told her, "Look, I'll do this. I'll, I'll two fifteen seller finance. I'll put ten grand down, ten grand down, and you seller finance it for three years under six percent interest, annualized over twenty five years." I hit him and hauled back and forth. I thought the deal wasn't going to get through. Well, like a month later, she comes in my shop. I want to do the deal. Now, this worked out to like, uh, what, 12 a unit, something like that. I knew the numbers worked. Even if, even if uh, before this building falls over, I knew these numbers worked. That's yeah. the only reason why I did it. Once I saw what it was going per unit, I said, no, I can, you know, I don't care what happens. I know I'm going to be okay on the end. Um, and, and, and that's how I got started. I signed the papers, gave her 10 grand. Uh, and you know, I just head first into it. And at that same time, uh, I had a triplex listed uh, that wasn't selling, but it was a great property. And I couldn't figure out why. And it's just it's the Lord's work. I mean, it, it, you know, when you look back, it's the Lord blessing me. I couldn't figure out why I wouldn't sell. Um, so I go to this guy and I tell him, "Look, seller finance. I'll give you this amount, five grand down." He says, "Okay." So now I have a house. Now I have a triplex. Now at this point, I have like twelve tenants. Right. You know, and this. And I did that in the same month I got my license. Oh, gosh. I did that all in one month. Oh, my God. That's yeah. the way to do it right there. So I'm sitting here, and I'm, I have 12 units, you know, or 12 tenants, you know, 20, 21 units. You know, what am I doing? And at this point, fellas, you know, I bought, you know, bought a nice car. I'd probably spent a little bit of money in places where I shouldn't have been. <laughs> I maybe have like 10 grand left to my name at this point of the 70. Now, now if we can do math here, I put 15 grand down on these properties. You know, right. where, wherever, <laughs> where the rest of it go, where the rest of it go. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I went to Vegas and, and put it on the crabs table. Well, we don't care where it went necessarily. We just know that it has to get back to the investor at some point. We know it has to get back. Right. We know it has. And, and, and for any potential investors out here, you know, this was me a long time ago. No money. I'm a lot different now. <laughs> you know, if there's any syndicators listening. Um, but that's how you learned. You did yeah. it. Yeah, and I believe me, I learned the hard way mm-hmm. because, like I said, I mean, some people, yeah, oh, handshake deal, I'll run off with this money. Well, I, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I've paid everyone back in my entire life, yep. and I hold that to a standard. You know, everyone who, who have ever borrowed money from, whether it's an institution, a private investor, a friend, I pay them back as soon as I can. And some people don't have that mindset, and that's that's why they're you know they get the bad rep. They you know they don't know how to handle money. I'm not from that camp. Um, then you know that 18 unit, I'll, you know it's it's a huge blessing. But one of the things that happened like two months into it, and I have to give a huge shout to Denim Robinette, Dr. Roofing Solutions in Shelby. I took Denim out there because I was told there was a brand new roof on this thing, and I'm looking at it and it's metal on the sides, and I'm like, well that looks perfect. I'm not gonna worry about a roof. I got a couple remodels. You know this isn't gonna be hard. Yeah. Well, you know this is easy. I should should have done this years ago uh, when I was 16. Um, come back, come back around. Uh, one of my tenants says the roof is leaking. I say, well, how is this possible? There's a flat roof, 30 by 90 flat roof on this thing. Uh, and Denim goes up there and he says, dude, this thing won't last another year, maybe six months. Now at this point, I have about 10 grand left in my name. I said, Denim, what's this number going to be? He says 20 grand. And of course I about you know, I about fell over, you know, because I'm thinking, ah, this 10 grand, I'll put in a unit. And, of course, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been close to touching. This is how inexperienced I was. Yeah. This is how, you know, if, if someone like me who's as dumb as I was can go out and do this, a monkey can do this. Um, you know, so I said, Denim, look, I'll give you 10 grand now. 
you know, you start it. And I said, I know at some point it's going to get done. I'll give you the other 10 grand. And remember, Pete, I came to you that one time. I was like, Peter, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do with this thing, man? Uh, and finally, I just told him, I said, I'll give you 10 grand now, man. But I mean, I think I like, I'm not joking, fellas, under $5 in my basic checkings. Jeez. I mean, and, and that was with the units running, you know, with the maintenance, with the, you know, coming CapEx, with all the, you know, bills to be paid, uh, probably about like $4.90. Um, and, and he did it. I couldn't believe he did it. He accepted it, you know. And, and to this day, I still I, I thank you so much, Denim, because uh, Lord knows that building, you know, it'd probably be underwater right now. Yeah. You know, it, but it's people like that. Right. You know, it, and one, it's asking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not afraid to ask for anything. You know, I don't care if it's females, if it's from an investor. <laughs> you know, right. I, you know, if I see someone pray down the street, I'm, you know, that's, I'm not, there, opportunity I, cost does not exist in my world. You got to at least ask. What happens if you don't ask? Right. Yeah. You know, you miss, a, you miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So is there any other, anything else you'd like to discuss? Any other business ventures? Anything else that you're into? Uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to buy IT companies now. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting this boiler room and the uh, the new office. You know, I'm I'm just going 100 miles an hour right now. You know, there's just no there's no stopping. Uh, you know, I was it's businesses. You know, when you get com- when you compare it to you know a spaceship, you, you need the you need something to get you into space. Yeah. Once you're in the space, you're orbiting. You know, what got me, you know, orbiting, you know, what got me up there was obviously starting here, the 18-unit, the investment. Once I'm up here, you know, it's a lot easier now. You and know. you also closed the biggest deal of the year last year. You were huge. You, you had the huge award, the huge deal award for 2021. Yeah. You know, and I think with any, you know, agents coming in here saying you need to spend money on marketing, you need to, you need to do this, you need to do That's great. And, and believe me, if I had, you know, if I had Biggie's, marketing budget i absolutely would i i would have spent that the first year you know three times especially with as much money as i can spend you know i that's great i love that but it's when you don't have it Mm -hmm. and that's where i was i spent zero dollars on marketing yeah not a dime not a billboard not not even my business cards you know you were giving me those that was my advertising yeah uh and i had 4.4 million yeah how i got that big portfolio deal was i was on bigger pockets um you know, some backlisting, you know, not listed anywhere else. Some big portfolio. I called a guy, said, hey, look, you know, I think these numbers, I briefly looked over the numbers. I said, these numbers look, we could probably list it for a little bit more. What do you need to get out of it? Let's add my commission on top and let's see where we go. And about an hour later, I was signing papers, um, you know, and it's, you know, that was an incredible deal. Right. Um, You're exactly right. How much did that phone call cost you? Yeah. Nothing. But yeah. think about how much it made you, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I still have an excellent relationship with Josh, and I, you know, I, I'm always going to be, you know, it's a huge blessing he trusts right. me. Right. Oh, and Josh is happy because you got him his number. Mm-hmm. You, you got him probably more than he would have got selling them on his own, or definitely more than he would have got selling on his own. So that's that's where you added value to that. Um, so great job on that one. A huge deal of the year. Um, okay, so let's move on. We have the huge four, then we have the rapid fire round, and we will let everybody get on with their day. Um, so, are you ready? Absolutely. All right. So, let's go right into the huge. Oh yeah, it's the huge four. <laughs> little Randy. Yeah. Little Randy. <laughs> they had a little WrestleMania this weekend. Oh yeah. You guys catch that. any of that? No, I didn't. Um, what? What's Jake Paul was there? Yeah. 
with wrestling with the Pokemon million dollar Pokemon <laughs> card around his neck. Uh, but there was some good stuff. Stone Cold was back chugging beers with Vince. Oh wow, <laughs> I did see. Did that. you see that? I did see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, Vince is looking pretty ripped for what is he almost eighty? Yeah, yeah when, you like go, when you go public. You know what? I love. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Sometimes I do, but you gotta love. You talk about dreaming huge what Vince McMahon has done to something that normally like happens in the, at the local county fair wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, and taking it to the stage that he has grown that to. Yes. My goodness, man, he is a huge dreamer. That's the, that's the power of going public. I mean, yeah. and when you go public with a company, I mean, that is a money printer. Yeah. You know, these companies, insane evaluations, you know, these companies have, you know, I, I'm going to go public with a company one day. Right. You know, I'm going to be on NASDAQ. I'm going to be ringing that bell, you know, on a Tuesday morning. And I'm going to, you know, go to the Caribbeans and, and, you know, chill on a yacht because I know I just printed millions and millions of dollars. Right. For really, you know, for what? You know, it's keep, not hard. Keeping those board members happy. It's not hard. Yeah. And keeping well, that price. All you're doing is just offering a portion of ownership to the public right that's yeah. all yeah at, you're at, offering it out at your evaluation yeah. at, mm-hmm. at how many shares you want to pick you know at what you think the company is about if it goes up it goes up great uh but even just buying the shares you know if you list for you know ten thousand shares at five bucks and then it starts to climb you know you're just printing money yeah that's you know, what these guys and it's not hard the not riley hard. place ipo initial public offering coming soon yes well, i was thinking uh a really analogy driven in my mind is going public with a company similar to going public with a listing. Like say you're private, you're for sale by owner, but then you take it public, list with an agent, makes you more money. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Would that be a good analogy? Yep. It's all, all about exposure, right? Yeah. Yeah, the more exposure you get, now you're on the you're out there, it's public knowledge, you're public. It's a public offering. Mm-hmm. It's on the multiple listing service. It's viewed by the public. Yeah. So the more the more exposure, the higher it drives the price. And I and I could do a whole podcast about negotiating with Fizbos. I mean, because yeah. Fizbos are some of the hardest negotiations. You know, these people are. You know, I I, I could sit here and talk for hours about it. now n- getting through the objections. You know, one liners. What do you say to this? What do you say when it talks about commissions? It's a great point, Biggie. Because Fizbos, I mean, yeah, do they sell sometimes? Absolutely. Um, but the reward, I mean, if they just take that that trust that lists with the realtor, I mean, it always pays dividends. And we, we get them what, whatever it is, we give them 10% more, sometimes 15% more. 35 is that's what NAR says. That's on top of the 6% it takes to sell it with the agents. Yep. It's that, a no-brainer. That's where we add the value. Why would you, as if, if you're for sale by owner, why would you do more work for less money? Yes. yes. Right. I, that makes sense. And a lot of these guys are numbers-driven. Usually I'll just tell them, look. This property can sell for this. Add my six percent on top; it's covered. And now I do all the work. Exactly. Right. Now I do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times, like that, that gets them, and they're always happier in the end because it's hard to sell a house. Oh yes, yep. You know, it's very hard. It's a giant service you're offering to them. Just pay me, and we're good. Mm-hmm. And I, you don't have to pay me now; you pay me later. Yeah, when we close. The, the right. old buy now, pay later thing that's real popular right now. That's what it is. You buy my service, and you're paying me later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. It works. Um, okay, so what's the one thing you wish you would have known when you began your career, Riley? Uh, start sooner and start using other people's capital more. Um, and I know when we say other people, you know, you can think of private investors, which is great syndications. But, you know, ever since – and Travis Smith, the guy could find a, you know, a loophole that I'll choke a net. Um, 
you know, Travis Smith, shout out Travis Smith, First Federal Community Bank, and he's yeah. actually going to be a guest on here in a few weeks. Tra- so, yeah, tra- Travis is incredible, uh, and there's there's no way, you know, if this just goes to show there's no way at 21 years old, you know, showing no money, no money, self-employed, uh, like two years of tax returns that I should have ever been able to refinance that through. Uh, an institution it's just it doesn't make sense right that's the power of one finding a great deal and two finding a great person on your team yes and, and travis you know huge i mean between between you and travis i mean if i didn't have you two in my life i, I don't know where i'd be yeah you know but incredible well incredible like you said people. it takes a team we're here to support but you're the one that took the action so that's the difference maker um what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it it was probably spending all that money all that private investors money <laughs> You know, just just looking back, just thinking about how dumb that was. Yep. Uh, he's paid off by now, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> he's been paid off. I, I went and gave him sixty. I went and gave him. Uh, I started out with ten grand, and then I went and gave him sixty-five grand cash. Hopefully, the IRS isn't listening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, as soon as I could, because it just haunts you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's always in the back of your mind. But yep. you know, I, I definitely learned a lot from that. It is a good feeling when you pay somebody back. And you see how excited they are about getting their money back, <laughs> and then you get that relief off of you too, because yeah. you just made them money. Because we've we've all you know, given money before, and and, and now I got it back, and it's happened to me, and it's just it's an awful feeling. Because what am, what am I, Tony Soprano? Am I gonna, you know, send the mobsters after you? No, you know, I'm not gonna break your windows. It's just it's a trust thing. Uh, so that's why I'm, I'm always very very diligent on paying people back. Best resources that have helped you along the way. Uh. I would say I'm not, you know, I know the book's coming up. However, I got the book picked out. I would say Peter, Travis, I mean, the people around me, the the mentorship, it's it's incredibly important to have a mentor. Um, and it's important to have someone that you like. You know, if Pete and I, we share, I mean, we weight lift, we golf, we have real estate in common. But if I just went to Pete and I said, Pete, tell me everything you have and let's sit down for 10 years and just talk and talk and talk, it's going to get boring. You know, you need to have something in common with your mentor. Um but I mean, just huge resources. I mean, I'm a big people person. You know, those. You know, I draw from other people, their experience. I listen. I, I try not to talk as much. I, I, you know, when I go to someone who's 40 years my wiser and, and has all the experience in the world, what am I going to say to him that adds value? What, what, what can I possibly say to this gentleman that's going to improve his life? It's what he can say to me and what he can teach me. Interesting. So, what are two books that have inspired your success? Uh. I would say the proverbial first one is probably Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've still got that sitting on my desk. Uh, I like Robert. I, I like what he has to say. I think sometimes he's, he's a little bit too much doom for me. Yeah, but how did you come across Robert? Uh, I think the journey to that book is interesting because everyone has their own journey, and then they get to that book. You know, I think I just – because I was listening to Bigger Pockets a lot. I listened to their podcast, and they mention it occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think I just decided, you know what? Might as well just read it, you know, if everyone's talking about sure. it. Sure. And I, and I liked it. But for you, it started with the passion for real estate. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then it kind of led to Robert, where f- for some, it starts the opposite way. Um, you So you already kind of understood the business of real estate, but this kind of helped lay it out even more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, a lot of the principles in there, you know, at this point, are, you know, they're they're basic principles. They're, they're, sim- they're not easy to follow a lot of times, but they're simple. Yeah. Anyone can do it. I think that's why it's, I think it's sold 45 million copies to date. Um you know, I, they're simple, very easy procedures that, you know, 
anyone can go out and use. They're not always easy, but you know they're simple. Yep. I think it's mainly a mind-shifting book because people don't know what they're getting themselves into, and then they read that, and it kind of opens up their mind to the possibilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. What's the other book? Uh, the other book is called Your First 100 Million by Dan Pena. Uh, Dan's an, he's an excellent, excellent uh, speaker. He's an excellent businessman. He went public in 91 uh, with great Western resources. He's an oil and gas man, but he's, he's pretty much across the board. He's probably the only guru that I can stand to listen and talk to. Um, but he, he's excellent, but he's not for everyone. I mean, he's certainly not someone I would say you want your young kid listening to. I mean, he's your great. first hundred million. Wow. Yes. That sounds like a good book. It's an excellent. It's an excellent book, uh, and he lays it all out. I mean, there's not a step he doesn't lay out in there. And that's, um, I don't read books. You know, I bear. I don't listen to them. I don't read them. Uh, I read yours. Uh, I read the one um, that uh, Brad gave me from First Federal. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. You know. Okay, great job there, Riley. Love that you passed the huge four. But now on to the rapid fire round. <laughs> Look out! They're shooting. Okay, so um, you're gonna come. No, you're not allowed to cheat. Look at the list. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you I, I do whatever it takes. You got to come right <laughs> off the top of the head here. I got you. Okay, oh. first thing that comes to mind like this: rapid, rapid fire. Okay, I'm gonna start, and then Biggie and I are gonna alternate. And we're gonna hit you with these questions. Find out a little bit more about the entrepreneur that is Riley Place. So, Riley, what is your spirit animal? Line. What is your guilty pleasure? Oh, man, can I say it on air? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please do as honest. Uh, <laughs> probably money, you know. What is your favorite movie? Uh, Pulp Fiction. What do you do in spare time? Jiu-Jitsu. What is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, don't Stop Believing. What is something you fear? Nothing. Whoa. <laughs> that was a, we haven't had that one yet. No, we haven't. I love it. And it, and there was no there was no hesitation to that. No too. fear. What are you, Batman? It's nah. like, what do you fear? Nothing. Next question. <laughs> I know the answer to the next. <laughs> maybe, one of these other questions. maybe heights. If I had to put one in, there. Okay. I'll, I'll put heights. The fear of falling. What is your greatest accomplishment? Uh, the office. And reminder, the office. When you oh. say that, so the office. Yeah, we're going to be like, the show. <laughs> we will be again, and this will be airing next week. So this will be the day of the opening of the office yes so yeah it'll be the 11th well depending on when this airs it'll be april 11th um 26 west main street in shelby ohio um riley's new uh downtown office will be opening so 130 uh, 1:30 p.m. 1:30. yeah so ribbon cutting champagne flying bubbly flying everywhere so we're excited for that so that is a great accomplishment congrats on that who's your favorite superhero uh superman what is your favorite sports team? Uh, Steelers. Steelers. Oh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite food? Steak. Nice. What kind of steak and from where? Uh, medium rare, and I like a fillet. And I, I like Outback, but uh, I don't have a preference on where it's coming from. That sounds I, good. I need to get like Wagyu A five Wagyu. I want to try that. But I like a I like a medium rare fillet. I'm an aristocrat. That sounds delicious. That sounds delicious. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Mr. Riley Place. Anything you want to touch on before we head out of here? 
Uh, no, not really. I mean, I'm always open to people coming to me, talking to me. Yes, uh, great point. Where and how can folks contact you? Uh, Riley Place, 419-631-8107. R Place at DreamHuge.com, 26 West Main Street, Shelby, Ohio. The grand opening is this Monday, but I'm there now uh, pretty much every day, you know, 9 to 5. Uh, and, and investors, you know, people looking to get started in investing, whether get started in being an agent, uh, anyone can reach out to me. As long as, you know, as I said earlier, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm pushing everyone away, but, you know, I love talking with serious, genuine people that are ready to get after it. Uh, that's why, you know, that's who I like to be with. And if, if you're that person, come to me, let's talk, uh, and we'll get after it. Love that. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast with Riley Place. Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. And as always, folks, remember the rules. Work hard, never give up, and dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.